Long, long ago, there lived a very rich sultan who had two close advisors. One was a Jew named Chacham Moshe, and the other was Lahavdil, a non-Jew named Ahmed. Ahmed was very envious of his Jewish rival Chacham Moshe and plotted to get rid of him. One day, Ahmed said to the Sultan, Your Majesty is truly surrounded by everything that is rich and beautiful. Yet I think that you are worthy of a more elaborate and luxurious bathing pool than the one in which you bathe. Why not ask your Jewish advisor, Chacham Moshe, to make one for you like the one the great Shloimeh HaMelech had. Chacham Moshe is the son of an architect, as you know, so he should surely be able to see to this matter for you. Ahmed, cried out the sultan, that is truly an excellent idea. Ahmed was delighted with his idea because he hated Chacham Moshe. He was so envious of him. He hoped that his suggestion would bring Chacham Moshe into disfavor with the sultan, for Ahmed did not believe it possible for anyone to build a bathing pool like the one of Shlomo HaMelech. When the sultan asked Chacham Moshe to build this bathing pool, Chacham Moshe went home with a heavy heart. What would he do now? He had no idea how to build such a thing. On reaching his home, his mother saw how troubled he looked and asked him what was the matter. When she heard that the sultan had asked Chachamayshe to build a bathing pool like that of Shlaima HaMelech, she brightened up and said, My son, there is a malach watching over you. I know for certain that your late father, Olaf Sholem, had made many blueprints of all sorts of buildings, especially palaces. Amongst them, he prepared a blueprint of how to build Shlomo HaMelech's bathing pool. It must be somewhere amongst his papers. Go down into the basement and search until you find this precious blueprint. You will then build this bath for the sultan, which will keep you in his favor and defeat the scheme of Ahmed, who is surely trying to make trouble for you. Chacham Moshe went straight to the basement and searched until at last he found exactly what he was looking for, just like his dear mother had said. Chacham Moshe heaved a sigh of relief hurried back to the sultan and told him that he was ready to begin. He asked the sultan to order the treasury to provide enough gold so that the bathing pool could be built in a manner worthy of the great sultan. The sultan was as excited as a child with a new toy and gladly gave the order to his treasury. Chacham attended to the matter of finding suitable workmen, material, and tools 
And, after much hard work, the luxurious bathing pool was ready. The Sultan was so pleased with the bathing pool and so pleased with Ahmed for suggesting that it be built. So the Sultan called Ahmed and said, My dear Ahmed, I am so grateful to you for your wonderful idea. I feel it would be nice for you to have a share in the completion of this famous bathing pool. I know you are a painter and the son of a painter. Therefore, I want you to finish the bath by painting it so that it will dazzle the eyes of all who behold it. Ahmed, of course, agreed, but inside he was groaning. He had not anticipated that the Sultan would ask him to paint the bathing pool. He was afraid he would not do a good job, and his scheme would turn against him. In desperation, Ahmed went to his rival, Chochem Maisha, and begged him for help. I have already made many tests at home, said Ahmed, and in no case does the paint remain perfect when the water touches it. What shall I do? How can I paint the pool you have built so that all who look upon it will be dazzled? Come back tomorrow, Ahmed, replied Chacham Moshe. Maybe I will think of something. The next day, Ahmed anxiously returned to the home of Chacham Moshe. I've given the matter much thought, Ahmed, said Chacham Moshe, and I have come to the conclusion that the best solution would be to line the bathing pool with a thin layer of gold which will certainly not come off when the water touches it, and it will undoubtedly dazzle the eyes of all who behold it. Ahmed was so grateful. Thank you, Chachamaysha. Thank you a thousand times, he exclaimed. And, in due course, he completed the job, and the sultan was delighted. You would imagine that now all was well. But Ahmed's jealousy was roused again when he overheard the sultan boasting to some guests about the wonderful bathing pool that Chacham Maisha had built. Why does the sultan not mention me and my part of the job, thought Ahmed. And so he again began to plot evil against his Jewish rival. He went to the sultan and said, Your majesty, you are too generous. I have heard of the great sum of money you gave to Chachamaysha for the building of the bathing pool. I suspect that he did not spend all that money on it, but has put aside a nice sum for his own personal use. I feel it is neither fair nor just that he should take advantage of your good nature and your trust in him. The sultan became red in the face as his anger grew. Ahmed continued, I suggest that you bring the Jewish advisor before you and order him to swear to you that everything he obtained from you 
really went into the building of the pool. If he will not do so, you may be certain that he has cheated you. And if he has cheated you, he does not deserve to live unless he converts and becomes a Muslim. To this, the Sultan agreed. Chacham Meisha was brought before the Sultan. Chacham Meisha, when he heard what the Sultan had to say, knew at once that his enemy Ahmed was behind this new plot, but there was nothing he could do about it. Your Majesty, said Chacham Meisha, I cannot swear that everything taken from your stores went into the building of the pool. I can assure you that I took nothing for myself, but I cannot swear that your workers took nothing. That's enough, said the Sultan. Chachamaysha, I condemn you to go away from life unless you renounce your Jewish faith and become a Muslim like myself. You must decide immediately. My answer can be only one, said Chachamaysha. I cannot become anything other than that which I am, a Jew. I was born a Jew, and that's the way I will go after 120 years. So the Sultan ordered that Chachamaysha be tied up and thrown into the sea. Ahmed was very happy. At that moment, the Sultan's Jewish physician was walking along the seashore to visit a sick fisherman. He saw from afar that his friend Chachamaysha was being carried to the shore by the Sultan's guards. He saw that Chachamaysha was tied up. He knew what was happening, so he quickly hid behind a large rock. He watched as the guards pushed Chachamaysha into the water, and then they left to report back to the sultan. The Jewish physician quickly dived into the water. He swam to where Chachamaysha was lying, cut the ropes that were binding Chachamaysha's hands and feet, and then he swam to the surface with Chachamaysha. Taking him from the water, he used all of his skill to save Chachamaysha's life, Baruch Hashem. Then he carried Chachamaysha to his own house, where he nursed his friend back to good health over several days. Chachamaysha, who was presumed by the Sultan to be dead, had to remain in hiding in the basement of the Jewish physician's home. Only when it was dark would he venture forth to breathe the fresh air. Every Thursday night, Chachamaysha would take a fishing rod and sit down on a rock in a secluded spot by the sea and catch fish for Shabbos Kodesh. He brought in a good catch every Thursday night which the physician's wife would prepare for Shabbos. One day, as the sultan was walking along the seashore, his signet ring 
slipped from his finger and rolled into the sea. Search as they might, the servants of the sultan could not find the signet ring. The sultan was grieved, for he was very fond of his signet ring and could sign no royal decrees without it. Ahmed saw this as a new opportunity to make trouble for the Jews. He advised the sultan to order the Jews to find the royal signet ring within ten days or be expelled from his land. The sultan issued the decree at once, even without his signet ring. Ahmed rejoiced in his heart, but for the Jews began days of sorrow and grief. That night, being a Thursday night, Chacham Moshe was fishing as usual for some fish for Shabbos Kodesh. He caught a very large fish and cheerfully brought it home to the physician's house. When the physician's wife opened up the fish the following morning, lo and behold, the sultan's signet ring was there in its stomach. It must have eaten the ring that had fallen into the ocean. Baruch Hashem, exclaimed the physician. We must keep this miracle quiet. This is our chance to save our people and get rid of our deadly enemy Ahmed once and for all. The physician hurried to the sultan. Your majesty, he said, last night I had a dream and I received a mysterious message. If you will come with your advisors and your guards to the seashore the night of the next full moon, you will get your signet ring back. I wager my life on it. The next full moon was the night following the day of Purim. The celebrations of Purim were cut short that day, for a heavy cloud of worry hung over the Jews. They anxiously awaited nightfall. At the appointed hour, the sultan and his retinue, including Ahmed and the Jewish physician, were assembled by the seashore. The night was calm. The full moon cast eerie shadows all around. Everybody was waiting. Suddenly, a splash of water was heard, and a shadowy figure could be seen rowing a boat slowly towards the shore. The boat landed on the shore, and a figure stepped out from the boat and stood before the sultan, who nearly collapsed with fright, for he recognized his Jewish advisor. Chachamaysha? Is it really you? exclaimed the sultan. Are you a ghost? Speak. Your majesty, Chachamaysha greeted the sultan. I am here at the bidding of his majesty, the king of the seven seas. When your guards tied me up and threw me into the water on your command, a huge sea monster carried me to the king of the seven seas. 
he was very angry with me, for I drew seawater for your bathing pool without his permission. He threatened to send a terrible wave over your beautiful capital and destroy it. However, if I would build for him a pool exactly like the one I built for you, he would forgive everybody, the king of the seven seas told me. And more than that, he promised me that he would send me back to you with his greetings and the signet ring which you lost in the sea. And so, all this time I have been away, I have been busy on this job, building for him a bathing pool like the one you have, Your Majesty. All it needs now is a coating of gold, which only our friend Ahmed knows how to put on it. The king of the seven seas therefore requests that you send Ahmed to him to complete the pool. Otherwise, he will flood your beautiful capital and reduce it to ruin. And here is your signet ring, Your Majesty, which is so precious to you. Having said that, Chachamayshe handed the signet ring to the sultan, who examined it and decided that there was no doubt about it. This was his signet ring. He was not dreaming. The sultan embraced his advisor, who had come back from the dead. Then, turning to Ahmed, the sultan said, Well, Ahmed, let us not keep the king of the seven seas waiting. Saying which, he ordered that Ahmed be bound and dropped into the sea at the exact spot where Chachamaysha had been thrown. The sultan's command was immediately carried out. As for Chachamaysha, he returned to his post as the sultan's advisor, and many were his good deeds and services for his adopted country and for his dear Jewish people.